It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hi, I'm Matthew Diaz, Integrative Health Coach and founder of Root Level Wellness. I help to empower people so that they can have the health and life they deserve by finding their root level causes behind their surface level symptoms. So have you ever taken a supplement that turned out to be a complete waste of money. I know I have, and I know that chances are you have or you're currently doing that. Now, first, I wanna apologize about the lighting. Uh, so if you're listening to a podcast, no issue. But if you're listening or, and you're watching the video, you're going to notice the lighting is not as good as the last video. And that is because I have a limited amount of uh, ports, and so the light is not available right now so hopefully the lighting is good enough it's not the sunniest of days but anyway so the back to the podcast which is uh, a video as well which is episode 123 so the conversations around health can be really confusing and convoluted and it really doesn't have to be so today we're going to break down some complicated topic which is what to look for on an ingredient list seems simple all right, you would for a multivitamin, we're just going to stick to a multivitamin. Seems simple, where you just look at vitamins, and uh, if it has them, then you're good, right? Uh, not at all. So there's many forms of vitamins. There are many things to look out for, and we're going to go over some of the top things right here with these five different case studies. At least I call them case studies. And so I'm going to show you the tactics that people or these companies use, and I'm going to show you what to look out for in general when it comes to the labels. Now, I won't be showing the brand names because I don't want to be talking uh, negatively about these companies, but, uh, but I will tell you what kind of company it is, like is it some kind of, some kind of idea so that you know what to look out for if you are shopping for supplements, uh, especially multivitamins. Because we're going to be covering multivitamins today and um, and not going into all those other different rabbit holes. So the idea to do this is to empower you, one, and also it, if the customer is more uh, knowledgeable about the product, then that also drives demand to better products. In other words, the companies, these other companies who per, to formulate these somewhat harmful products uh, will be forced to change in order to uh, you know, sell anything. If people know better, they know, hey, this, this product's garbage, then um, they're going to change their product or stop making the product, which either way, win-win. So uh, to understand how these, uh, at least one of these examples is gonna be a, a natural supplement that's scientifically backed and has a ton of information about the supplement can still be wrong. I'm gonna help uh, explain that. The idea behind why that is, is because the most people who formulate supplements look at scientific studies that are really mainstream, and they don't understand how the body works as a, as a system, as an entire system. You know, head to toe, everything works together. So what are those three branches of medicine where, I mean, my humble opinion, I think, that if you're purchasing a health supplement that these people who are formulating the products should be familiar with the these forms of medicine. 
Uh, they are orthomolecular medicine, functional medicine, and bioregulatory medicine, no particular order. So first, uh, let's go over a little bit about each one. So orthomolecular medicine was founded by Linus Pauling. You're going to see conflicting stories about this guy. Um, there is a, a, a lot of propaganda when it comes to natural health where they're going to, uh, well, many sources on the internet is going to say, nah, it's perfectly fine to eat uh, an artificial preservative uh, because there's not enough evidence to say that it's harmful. Well, it's brand new, so how is there going to be evidence to say that's harmful? Um, there's no long-term studies, but it's not proven that it's, har it's harmful, so it's completely fine to go. So um, not going to dive into that rabbit hole, but I do briefly talk about um, the FDA and what goes on there. The links will be down below, but these definitions are from sources that are close to that particular medicine. So um, the next one up is Bioregulatory Medicine Institute's definition of bioregulatory medicine. It is holistic. It is uh, viewing the whole body as a system. So uh, it is a living system and matrix of interconnectedness, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. When the, when the human body is functioning properly, it is a magnificent self-regulating biosystem of mind, body, and spirit. The goal of bioregulatory medicine is to support or restore that self-regulating state of well-being and self-healing. Not a crazy idea at all, but it gets attacked because anything that jeopardizes the bottom line of pharmaceutical industries, they you better believe they spend a lot of money on, on murking or mudding the waters of science so that it appears that they have... Um, superiority and effectiveness but uh but no if you understand how the body works you're going to understand how to why it's presenting certain symptoms or diseases the uh, next one up is institute for functional medicine uh, their definition of functional medicine so it is a biolog biology based approach that focuses on identifying and addressing the root cause of disease so uh, each symptom isn't really the, or diagnosis, isn't really the main thing people should be focusing on. Of course, if it's life-threatening, of course. But there's a reason behind it, and all these different medicines at least seek to have a uh, direction towards finding out why the symptom is presenting itself. Uh, so that leads to a better understanding of the human body. So... Uh, the unforeseen consequences that can take place from having, from taking a supplement that's formulated by someone who doesn't understand how the body works is, again, not a, you know, they're well-meaning people formulating these things, uh, so at least the first example. The other uh, three examples, I can't say they're well-meaning people behind this, but they may be able to hide from the, their conscious, uh, conscious, um, conscience, there you go, conscience, um, by saying that, well, there's no evidence what of what I'm doing is harmful, and after all, it's FDA approved, so it, uh, you know, I can sleep at night. But, um, but yeah, there's more to the story. So first case study is A for effort, that's what I call it. So this is the one where where I believe the people in this company are trying to provide a good product, they're just missing some key information and understanding, and um, and 
but they tried and I think they're trying to be honest about it. So if you have the, if you're watching the video, you're going to be able to see the nutrition or supplemental facts. And if you're listening to the podcast, then you're going to be missing that, but that's fine. I'm still going to read to you the, the points to make on these or points to look at on these, uh, in this little fact sheet. So, uh, first up, uh, for this a for effort case study is that Everything's in a you know, in a good absorbable form, uh, so that's great. Uh, there there are different forms of zinc and vitamins and minerals uh, in general, and they have the absorbable forms in this particular product. Now, what I find odd and what what's basically missing because I, I, again I think they know better. They don't know better. I I, I think they know, uh, or they want to produce a good product. So I think they just missed this information is that it contains zinc 30 milligrams of zinc but it has no copper which is an antagonistic mineral they're antagonistic of each other i go over this a little bit more in episode 121 but the uh, zinc and copper have an antagonistic uh, relationship of each other so let's say if you just supplement with copper and uh, you don't get much zinc in your diet or supplement with that what happens uh, what will happen is that eventually copper, as it's elevated, will actually bring down whatever zinc you have, and then vice versa. If you supplement with zinc, it'll bring down copper, um, and there is zero copper here. So that could lead to a host of different issues with uh, with the body, potentially. Again, potentially. And uh, copper helps with blood-related processes, as well as I'm sure many other, but that's that's basically what it comes down to for copper and its benefits. Zinc is more reparative, and uh, and there's more benefits than that. So um, as I mentioned, episode 121, if you want to learn a little bit more about antagonistic minerals uh, and or other uh, episodes, I'm sure I have a few times where I've talked about that. The weird thing also too with this um, supplement is that it has several energy boosting properties to it while having ashwagandha which is normally uh, primarily used for calming the body so I find that a little odd. Case study number two uh, so this is a type of brand where you can get it at Walmart or Target or CVS where it's $20 or less and uh, it's not good so brace yourself these are some bad ingredients and they and I'm sure these people producing it actually don't want to create a good product. So it's unfortunate, but that's how it is. So um, that's why we need to empower ourselves with knowledge. So what you'll notice first, if you're looking at the supplement and on the video, is that it's not going to have the particular forms of the vitamins or minerals listed right away. So it's going to be in the ingredient list down below. And also keep in mind that they don't actually have to list everything, every ingredient in a product. So there, there's a loophole there, which I won't get into right now. Uh, so this one, I, I do call it multi-filler for a reason. It's not multivitamin. It's, mul it's a lot of filler. Um, it's uh, some basic things to keep in mind is that uh, the vitamins listed, a majority of them, a vast majority of the vitamins listed on this particular supplement is that they are either toxic. So in other words, not good for you, <laughs> it's toxic, it is poorly absorbed, or it has a laxative type of an effect. So uh, certain vitamins, if it's a different form, are have they have a laxative type of an effect. 
So, um, so let's look at these fillers that are here. So that's the purpose of this case study. Uh, the fillers, so they are multi maltodextrin, gelatin, hydroxypropyl methyl cellulose, have to say that one slow, and talc, as in talcum powder. Interesting. Uh, so did not think I would see that, but uh, here it is. Uh, this is one of the top brands and it is one of the cheaper ones, but it's one of the top brands that people buy. It is not good. So uh, from healthline.com, I don't promote any of these websites because they do have bad information in general, but if you're already educated on, on natural health, then looking at these, you can kind of read between the lines and see where the propaganda is uh, basically. So uh, the, there are many studies on maltodextrin. It is a type of, it can be a type of artificial sugar. So it's high glycemic and can spike the blood sugar. And as with any artificial sugar, it has an effect on your digestion, on your um, uh, microbiome, your digest, your, uh, yeah, you know, as I say, your microbiome. And when it has an, an effect on it, like what kind, what kind of effect, you ask? Well, it's a bad one. So it's a bad one uh, for the majority of your immune system, but it's a good one for E. coli. So if you want an E. coli overgrowth, maltodextrin can help you with that. I don't recommend it. And um, what other issues? So it is linked to autoimmune diseases, of which there are many. There are over 80, I believe, possibly over 90. Uh, it is a not a good thing. So it could be uh, genetically modified. It could be, there's different forms of maltodextrin. I've seen organic brands use maltodextrin, but it's, it's uh, from something else. I don't think it's necessary and I would avoid it as much as possible. So that's, that's my, uh, my two cents there. So in, in a sense, so maltodextrin is immunosuppressing though. So uh, anything that disrupts your, your, your microbiome, it, for the worse, is a immunosuppressor. So that's a, a good label you can stick onto maltodextrin. So next one up is in, in this multi-filler case study is gelatin. So that could be that could be bad depending on where they source it from from the animal. It is made from animals, and um, it's type of gel that's made from animals. So. All right, so next one up is hydro, hydroxypropyl methylcellulose. There you go, getting better at it. Um, it is a emulsifier, it is a thickener, so it's another filler, basically. And is it harmful, is it not harmful? If, is it, I mean, I would avoid it because it doesn't seem, seems like a, a, it's a filler and it's a preservative and a lot of times these things have unforeseen consequences. And so yes, I would avoid it. Next one up is talc. Talc, that's right, like talcum powder. Talc is used as a anti-clumping agent. So here's some information on talc. It's generally known as SAFE. Is, uh, that's the designation GRAS from the FDA, US FDA. It is a, um, uh, when it has that label of generally recognized as safe, it is not looked at any further unless there's multiple reports, basically. So it gets it gets blanket immunity. We don't know if it's count if every talc on an ingredient list is not can't contaminated with asbestos, but it can. Uh, they 
believe that uh, this product is not good for people with neurological disorders and, and honestly good for humans. So uh, it can be it can be uh, contaminated with asbestos that's not really looked into. And what's interesting is that there are already many lawsuits taking place uh, with Johnson and Johnson when it comes to their talcum powder and how they actually uh, covered up for over 40 years that they knew that their talcum powder could cause different types of, of cancer, uh, particularly ovarian cancer and uh, some other types of cancer. But um, that's not important for now. They covered it up for 40 years. And these are companies that are still in business. They um, are allowed to keep making as many products as they want, and uh, they, they, they get away with it. So this, that's Johnson & Johnson. I believe right now they're making a, a vaccine, at least they, they were. And, um, and there are records that indicated they were covering up that they knew that it caused different types of cancer, and uh, they covered up for over 40 years. That is ridiculous. Uh, so now, propaganda alert, I got to warn you about this is that when you look up these different stories they kind of push a certain narrative which is hard to pick up on and what it is is that they try to push your opinion to be you know what the fda should regulate supplements well here's how that logic is faulty so one the fda regulates food and drugs right and how well are they doing that historically they let so many things pass them by and and they say it's not harmful when it actually is harmful. And they, they let decades go by, and then they say, well, you know what, uh, that was harmful. We're going to say that you should use caution after millions of people are exposed to whatever uh, product that they let slide by. Even though common sense would tell you that a lot of these things are dangerous and they should never be, and they have, would have long-term consequences, and so they need to be studied. So, for example, the silver fillings uh, last year, 2020, uh, they the FDA actually reclassified silver fillings to be, uh, I believe, a class two um, exposure or something like that. So, what that means is now they are no longer recommending uh, silver fillings for everybody. But as long as you, if you have a neurological disorder then they don't recommend it for you so that's a red flag there so what that means is that this is uh, causing neurological damage for everyone who has silver fillings even though the FDA allowed that to go for decades and millions of people are exposed to it uh, what that means is that these people are all getting neurologically uh, damaged from this silver filling that was deemed safe and even though the natural health community was talking about this for the longest time saying no 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 and helping people too there's a lot of natural um, practicing dentists who help take these fillings out so I have to warn you about that is that the idea that the FDA should get more control over something is not not a good answer so the best answer is educating people and um, and and that's the best we can do. When when these things fall under government control, it doesn't mean more safety. It really doesn't. It means more uh, suppression in a lot of cases. So case study three, 
I'll call this pixie dusting. So this is actually an industry term. And when they make products, what they can do is put a whole bunch of, of um, on the surface, good product. Like every one of these ingredients are great, but they put them at such a low level, pixie dusting, that it really has no effect on your health. And it's so it's it's un underdosing, it's microdosing, it's however you want to say it. It's pixie dusting it is a bit more fun of a term. What they do is they have so many ingredients on it, and it's uh, and here's a good example. So this product isn't a toxic product as far as I can tell because it's kind of innocuous or it's kind of um, uh, a mystery of what form they use of the particular vitamins because it just says organic food blend. So anyway, the so this is pixie dusting. So first thing to know when you're looking at these supplements is that the RDA, first quick glance, RDA, what's the RDA of every single one? So a misconception here, and this is a misconception that uh, the... Um, the FDA and other people like to promote is that you only need 100% RDA of any particular vitamin. It's always 100%. It's not always 100%, by the way. Um, and this is what I want to educate you on, is that it doesn't, most of the time, 100% is very, very, very underdosed, very, very much. Um, so I can't say enough varies. So sometimes it's 10 times, you actually need 10 times more of a particular uh, vitamin, sometimes 20, sometimes you, it is actually 100%. So you actually, it, it's, that's why I recommend getting supplements from people who study functional medicine and orthomolecular medicine and, um, and bioregulatory medicines because they actually help people with supplements. You, you know, that's their, that's their prescription, basically. It's not a prescription, um, but that's, that's the effectiveness of those supplements that it's clinically proven to help people bring up those vitamin levels. So these ones, I would say, no, they are not, not by far. So, uh, so that's the first thing, the RDA. Uh, second thing to notice is that there are 50 plus ingredients in this supplement and it's only one tablet. So uh, it's an organic food blend uh, type uh, of supplement. So for those of you on the podcast, but it is, a waste like there's nothing like with that many it's it's basically getting the uh, the dust of a broccoli the dust of a of a cucumber into a uh, into a tablet so if you wanted to supplement with with organic food with uh, like a fruit and veggie powder it would not it would not be on the uh, uh, under 646 milligrams of um, of the product which yeah, this is very, very underdosed. It really doesn't do anything. So, uh, well, it does very little. I'll just say that. So the RDA also, one more note to, to make on the RDA is that it's based on the minimal requirement of vitamins for someone to avoid disease. So that is, so it's more like an emergency-based um, uh, number than it is a optimal or functioning-based number. So that number is probably not going to enter into the mainstream anytime soon. Uh, there, there's a lot of obstacles. So also this this uh, multivitamin is also missing copper. By the way, I don't know why it's a it's a um, popular one to miss, but it is missed nevertheless. 
So next one up is case study four, I believe. Yes, case study four. So is this one, this case study is just plain junk. So this one is just plain junk. Uh, so I'll go through this really quick. It has a bunch of fillers. It has a bunch of poor forms of vitamins. It also has colors, artificial colors in the multivitamin. It has, uh, so some of the bad, so here's one popular form to look out for of uh, B12 that is bad and you don't want any of, and it's cheap. It's toxic. It's cyanocobalamin. So cyanocobalamin is somewhat how it sounds. So the cobalamin part is good. The cyanide part, not so good. A cyanide molecule, molecule you don't really need in your system. You don't need that at all. Uh, it's poisonous. So the next, or it's just not enough, obviously, to kill people, but if it causes a problem in the long term, it's perfectly legal. That's uh, unfortunate. So the next thing, ingredient they have is BHT, which is an artificial preservative linked to cancer, and it's illegal in some countries, but it's not illegal in the U.S. So... Um, and it's, of course, if anything artificial has issues with the uh, microbiome or immune system, so very important. So it has maltodextrin, has colors. These colors are always linked to um, uh, neurological disorders and found in the brain because if it's, it's artificial. So a lot of artificial things are stored in fat cells, and and uh, fat your brain is uh, most is it, if it, is it mostly or half of the brain is composed of fat. Forgot which one. It has hydrogenated palm oil as well. It has a polyvinyl alcohol, which is a synthetic polymer. Like it's it's crazy what these uh, what they put in these vitamins, um, and yeah, it is. It is it's disgusting to think about. And the last one, case study number five, is the actually good one, the one I recommend all the time, the, the brand I recommend all the time. Uh, I'm not going to go over that uh, because I don't want this to be, sound like an advertisement for it, but it is It is what it is. It's great, and I, that's why I recommend it and use it with my clients and, uh, and my family. So the things you'll notice differently is that it's much more transparent label. Uh, they, they have all the forms of the particular vitamins right there on the... Uh, and a little fact sheet. They are dosed appropriately, which is why you'll notice on the RDA that is much higher than a lot of those other vitamins. In some cases, it's it's five, ten times. Uh, half of these ones are five or ten times higher than those more popular brands. And so, what that means is that technically, those cheaper ones are more expensive because you're paying for practically nothing. You're paying for dust. And then this supplement, although more expensive, not most likely, maybe even the same price as one of them, is um, is, uh, is like 100 times more or, or 10 or 20 times more. And uh, and it's only slightly, slightly more in price, or if not the same price. So very big difference. Uh, so things to look out for real quick is make sure it's third-party tested. Make sure it's good manufacturing practice uh, on the label that they, they have at least those two different things. Um, this particular brand that I talked to you about has a lot of other tests on. So it, it tests for uh, nuts and other uh, popular allergens on, um, on the products that don't use those um, derived ingredients from dairy. Then there are some animal-based uh, products, so it won't have that it's vegan, but this one, it happens to be vegan as well. So if you would like more information like this, feel free to subscribe 
uh, and share this information, this podcast. New episodes will air every week. And if you need help with your health, let me be the one to help you or point you to someone who's better, uh, better fit for what you're going through. Uh, and so you can email me at Matthew, that's M-A-T-H-E-W, at rootlvlwellness.com to set up a free exploratory call or to join my group health coaching, which I have free group health coaching uh, program. So just email to ask how. And I'll see you next time on the Panacea Concept. Until then, seek knowledge, take ownership, and take constant action. Bye.